hush falls over the orbital as the inhabitants stare out of the window at the magnificence of yet another sunrise. No time for that. We've got a transmission. What is it? It's some kind of message. I, I think it's in code. I, I can make it some bits. Is that a man with a hoover? It's Mr. Dusty. Look out! No, no, no. I, I think that's some kind of some kind of base on a planet. There are people running around. They're shooting. All those poor scientists. Let me take this recording and see if I can decipher it. With any luck, I'll have it sorted by the end of the news. What should we do while we wait? A hush falls over the orbital as the inhabitants... Shut it, you! I'm far too excited for that. Hey, you! You! Say the words! What, what me? Um, I'll, Say the uh, words! Our mics are live. Good evening, everyone. I don't know what that is, but it sounds exciting. Let's hope we can work out what it all means before the end of the show. It's aliens. It's always aliens. Whatever it is, it's given me a strange feeling in my stomach. And that's not a good thing for someone in my line of work. Dinner fast yourself. I'll deal with it. It's Dr. Finley's casebook in here. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. Now stop it, all of you. That's no way to behave. Remember the golden rule. Sure now, panic later. <clears throat> the bandits are back with settlement attack. Don't forsake fork's sake for fork's sake. Safety first, cargo second. Is there such a thing as too much purple? Fargoid threat downgraded to vague memory. In lieu of Lou, it's me telling you. Part two. And I know what you did last lockdown. Hutton Orbital has, this evening, intercepted an emergency broadcast from an unknown source within the bubble. Encoded in the message is video footage from soup cameras and security surveillance of a daring but deadly heist from an atmospheric planet. Yes, the frameshift bandits, the robber band under the leadership of David Braben, infamous instigator of the Ocean's Type 9 casino thefts, have struck again. The footage we've obtained shows him from his winter hideout giving instructions to his team. Taking advantage of their seemingly unfettered access to atmospheric planets, members of the bandits appear to have obtained advanced weaponry, tools and survival gear, and invaded the Dutch munitions facility managed by the Defence Party of Salibi. Posing as passing traders needing a refuel, they docked at the facility, disembarked and passed through security patrols without incident. 
As can be seen on the video, their objective wasn't a swift cocktail at the bar, but the theft of the power regulators from the installation. Citing, needing to test some of the flight controls after a repair, pilot Hermes, now as we know a pseudonym for the wanted criminal known as Arf, lifted off and passed over a nearby ridge, avoiding a pair of security patrol craft in the process. The ship's other occupants, a veritable Bonnie and Clyde, made their way to the main power building for the compound and appear to have gone the full Reservoir Bog Spaniel on two hapless engineers working inside. Their condition is unknown, but Hutton are aware of a medical transport arriving shortly after the incident, heading for a nearby station with advanced facilities. The footage shows the pair, referring to each other as Circe and Nestor, removing the power regulator from the base, causing widespread shutdowns and a full lockdown before engaging security teams in a gunfight. Whilst their real identities remain unconfirmed, our analysts are pinning the blame firmly on two known associates of ARF. Going by the gunfire, the heavy weapon specialist using a laser carbine is identified as performing his signature Zack attack on the security teams, and the infiltrator is the Kamari Dubad, the Garrido, complete with his little chopper. It is thought that as a result of the amount of incoming fire that they soaked up, the heavy weapon wielding bandit might be the DNA reincarnation of Chuck Norris. Security forces attempted to pacify the intruders, but they made their way to the waiting escape craft whilst under heavy fire from a Goliath skimmer and any remaining uninjured personnel before making their escape. The Pilots' Federation, responsible for issuing permits to planets with atmospheres, as well as certifying new technology, have accelerated their response to this, stating that surface training missions as a precursor to allowing Pilots' Federation members to help defend these bases will commence on the 29th of this month. Following successful training, access will be opened up to pilots to do their bit. They are also at a loss to explain how top-secret cutting equipment, shielded life support suits, heavy weaponry and infiltration tools fell into the hands of the bandits, though it is suspected that the brains of the operation, Doc Ross, may be responsible. Their previous modus operandi had been to tie a big cable to an SRV and rip the wall off before looting the contents. This escalation has taken the burglary to new heights. They've made a clear link between the pseudonyms of the attackers and the top-secret Hush Hush product Project Odyssey, with Cersei, Nestor and even Hermes being mentioned extensively in Homer's works. Whilst the three perpetrators of this crime have gone into hiding, the current whereabouts of the remaining four members of the Munificent Seven, also known as the Frameshift Bandits, remains at this point unknown. There are rumours that a trio of SRVs in red, white and blue have recently been stolen from a nearby compound, and that a communication from ARF was intercepted simply saying, hang on a minute lads, I've got a great idea. Security patrols on atmospheric worlds have been stepped up, though due to an administrative cock-up, it appears that in space, life is cheap. The assault and attempted murder of the scientists has only been attached to a warrant of 250 credits. The trespass, 600 credits. It appears that, as ever, the most heinous crime in the galaxy is still loitering, punishable by immediate destruction. More breaking news on this later in the show including decrypted footage and an in-depth analysis of the attack, as well as a Galnet news special. 
Stay tuned for more information. Fancy a long weekend? Somewhere a long way away, but not terribly exotic? Why not take a trip to beautiful Colonia? Once only mentioned because of the presence of Jacques Station, this is now the premier short-stay vacation spot for the less discerning pilot, provided that easy transport is made available. Well, the man who holds more elite ratings than a passing out parade at Dartmouth, the king of Colonia himself, the man who can afford to be generous with his time, as he can just send another clone to do whatever needs to be done, has donned his pink cap, set up his ticket machine, dinged the bell, and made the front seat sit upstairs available for anyone who wants to pretend that they're driving. Yes, the official bubble to Colonia bus pressed into service after the retirement of the FTM Cloud Atlas, the fleet carrier Forksake Hanky is standing by. It's just waiting for the inspector to get on board and it will then set off from Leuton 145141 at 0700 UTC on Saturday 6th of March 3307, whisking its passengers to Eel Procol Centauri in Colonia. The estimated time of arrival is 23.59 UTC, so please disembark quietly and no slamming of cockpit doors or firing of explosive shells, as people may be trying to sleep and a railgun slug up your tailpipe from a cranky neighbour could mar the end to an otherwise splendid trip. Return tickets will be made available, so be ready to leave Colonia on 8th of March 3307. Time to be confirmed. Onboard facilities include Shipyard, outfitting, lounge, bar, canteen, gift shop, gym, restaurant, takeaway and delivery service. Any donations of low temperature diamonds, tritium and void opals would be greatly appreciated. Please donate these on arrival as Hanky is fully loaded at this time. Or so he tells us. The Hutton Outward Bound Social Climbers Club had to cancel their annual outing this week when a planned delivery of essential supplies failed to materialise. Commander Schollbeer had contacted had contracted to deliver two tons of survival equipment to the orbital from Patterson Enterprise in Sirius in time for the intrepid climbers to depart for planets far, far from home, a trip that they had hoped to complete just as the new walking about permits were made available so that they could get the first climbed tag up for them against a particularly nasty outcrop, assuming that the mountains still looked the same after they were allowed to walk up to them. Well, that was the plan, but as Robert Burns said, Gin a buddy, meet a buddy, coming through the eye. Gin a buddy, kiss a buddy, need a buddy cry. Sorry, wrong quote. Uh, my love is like the red, red rose that's newly sprung in June. Oh, my love is like the melody that sweetly plays its tune. No, that's not it. Like it was something about mice, men and gangs anyway. Uh, it was fitting for the situation and just let that be a lesson to you, okay? So, sorry, the story. Right, Commander Scobier looked in his cargo hold for the survival equipment. He searched up high, he searched down low, but where it went, he did not know. He looked over here, he looked over theirs. He even looked beneath the stairs. He looked in the stern, then he looked in the bow, and then he asked a passing cow. Well answered, did you look up high? Did you look down low? 
Try to remember, where did you go? It's not over here, it's not over there. Did you put it away without taking a care? Did you check the stern? Did you check the bow? I'll check cubicle three, I'm going there now. And Scalbier replied, I searched up high, I searched down low, I was very drunk so I do not know. I searched over here, I searched over there, I cannot find it, this is not fair. I searched the stern, I searched the bow, I did not search cubicle three, it gives me the bulk. He had to eventually, and with much shuffling of feet, mumbling and staring at the ground, eventually claim, I didn't forget it sir, the moment's bog spaniels ate it. Now, we're a far more forgiving lot, but not famous for bearing a grudge. Except for you, and you know who you are. Commander Commander Scalbier was allowed to depart the station after being told to think about what he'd done, to buck his ideas up, and if he ever wanted to go on in this galaxy, and after being sent to explain to the climbers why he'd spoiled their day. He was directed to the gift shop on the way out and was quite happy with his purchase of a hut and mug. Now we all know that you can't buy a hut and mug, they must be earned. But much the same way as a little model of David, no, not that one, the 15 foot tall one with his kit off, that you can buy in the museum shop wasn't actually carried by Michelangelo. The hut and mugs in the gift shop are representational, shall we say. Good luck to Commander Skullbeer, and we look forward to seeing you again sometime. Y'all come back now, you hear? Purple, made from multiple wavelengths. On the face of it, a simple colour, but in reality, a complex blend of both ends of the spectrum. Take a little bit of wavelength 680 nanometers, add a sprinkling of 410 nanometers, crank up the amplitude, and hey presto, you've gone out the far side of puce and into the world of vibrant, if a little obscene, color. Historically, it is linked to kings and queens since the time of ancient Persia, through the Roman era where wearing purple could get you killed, and right through to the ecclesiastical circles. In nature, It's one of the more rare colours, but can be seen in everything from suggestively shaped vegetables through to sea life and even in mineral form. Ancient amethysts were claimed to be able to act as a preventative for drunkenness, which might explain why everything Cecil owns is in that particular colour, though he might well be living proof that this particular claim is a myth. The frameshift bandits, mentioned earlier in in this news broadcast, have taken the purple to heart. Whilst their daylight robbery antics leave planetary security divisions red in the face, and Pilots Federation members green with envy over all the tech provided by Dr. Ross for their shenanigans, they seem to be obsessed with purple. Purple ships, purple lasers, purple engines, purple SRVs. There are rumours that their flight suits are purple. Their flag is one of only two in human history to feature the colour purple. When danger strikes, they go to purple alert. And indeed, should you ever be in a position to find out, don't be surprised that the colour of their flight undergarments isn't pink. Week after week, robbing the rich to hand to whoever they feel like, they've been broadcasting their heists and in return for anyone who feels like watching, sharing, commenting, crying over, shoveling salt at, or interacting in any way with their output, 
they provided more purple. What is behind this colourful generosity? Do they just love the colour, or is there something more sinister afoot? Maybe their targeting computers gain a microsecond advantage when picking out someone in purple. Maybe they're marking their territory for their next target. Be warned, if you see someone in purple, with purple highlights and maybe even purple lowlights, be on your guard. They could be a frameshift bandit sympathizer, and you'll end up wondering where you left your wallet, why your bank balance is empty, what that painful lump is on the back of your head, and whether the number of kidneys you had this morning was an odd or even number. Since the dawn of time, humanity has been on the lookout for danger. Whether it be the scorpion sneaking up your trouser leg, that rather toothy-looking stripy thing that wants to tear your head off, or making sure you look both ways when crossing the road. We've been alert to danger from any direction. We've even invented ways to categorise the danger. From prehistory and the volume of warning screams when the stripy thing gives you a vicious surprise, through to the doomsday clock and its minutes-to-midnight approach, and of course the ubiquitous colourful shipboard alert systems where red means prepare to have your asp handed to you in bits. We love putting labels on how dangerous things actually are. It is with this in mind that Hutton administrators have recently downgraded the threat from Thargoids from a quite terrifying OMG everything's on fire, bypassing entirely the chicken licking sky is falling humanity is doomed and heading right down to comfortable retirement with feet up in slippers alert. Atrus 5060 hasn't been called upon in months. Argoid encounters have been relegated to fun tourist destinations, sightseeing trips and team building exercises for the more adventurous. Dr. Arkanen, Professor Palin and Ramtar appear to all be taking their free time to attend a year-long symposium and spa trip and aren't even bothering to come up with bigger fly spotters or bug spray to keep the Thargoids at bay. We have reached out to Tharg the Mighty to ask him whether he, or she, or even they, are offended by stepping down from minor inconvenience to Thargoid? What's a Thargoid? Don't believe in them. His response was Argle gurgle 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 dom. Now, we won't translate that, because even for Hutton, that's just too rude. Well done to those truckers that leapt into George's pants, Trepin and Wolf124 this week to repel the pirate attacks there. The murderous, thieving scum were swiftly overcome and fled straight to Wolf25 from where they were sent similarly packing within a couple of days. Hutton appears to be suffering from trouble in the W's this week. We are currently suffering from infrastructure failure in two systems, Wolf 359 and WISE 0855-0714. Additionally, those pesky pirates left behind a dose of something nasty before they left, as we now have an outbreak in Wolf 25. 
Chuckers can help out by sending duct tape, cable ties, and emergency power cells to Wolf 359, and by shipping baler twine, water purifiers, and power generators to Y0855-0714. Here you'll be rewarded for schlepping all the way to a medium pad with cheap gold and silver from some, well, dodgy geezer called Ratner. In Wolf 25, relieve the outbreak by shipping in bedpans, basic and advanced medicines. Both Barnard Star and Wolf 1481 could also use a bit of broccoli love this week, both being below 40%. Again, a third of the influence in Barnard Star is locked up by two-faction squabbling, so raise up Hutton and put an end to all that local bickering. During the week, we have had three systems over 70% and one even over 80%, with half of all Hutton systems outside our preferred envelope of 40 to 60%. Remember, try to keep systems below 60 and above 40 just check the top left-hand side of the Hutton Helper, which we know that you're all running. Yes, I'm looking at you, hiding at the back there. Don't think I can't see you. The inevitable result of this, with which many of those in lockdown can empathise, is that we are expanding. So, this is where you chuckers can help out. We can expand into Wolf 562, a nice, profitable, high-tech system with some shiny stations as it is within 20 light-years of LHS LHS 340. But first, we need to push non-native faction LP73432 company to the bottom slot. They are currently only one place above and within half a percent of it. Take influence missions for any of the other factions to push LP73432 company right down as low as we can. And if you want to be naughty, kill any LP7343 ships you can encounter. Out in Colonia, our hot call ambassador reports that all is generally under control, fair to middling and tickety-boo. We have an election in tier against Jacques, so if you're up for a bit of ballot stuffing and gerrymandering whilst on your Colonia holidays, fill your boots. So... Stand still, ice front. This week's priorities are help to push LP73432 company down and completely out of Wolf 562 so that Hutton can expand into it. If you want to truck something, take emergency power cells to Wolf 359, water purifiers and power generators to Wise 0855-0714 and medicines to Wolf 25. If you want to shoot something, Take aim at the breeze or LP734-32 company ships wherever you find them. We still need to exit Hotel Carcinari, so help any of the factions there except Hutton and maybe they'll let us check out and leave. And now, news about some of the events organised by you, the Elite Dangerous community. Firstly, a message from Commander Malice XR3. This past Saturday evening saw the monthly Hutton CQC event take place. The usual grizzled veterans and some fresh-faced pilots looking to make their marks in this crucible of competition, with Capture the Flag decided as the match type of choice, the contest got underway with gusto. 
The initial plucky six pilots fought valiantly for their teams, daring and graceful manoeuvres accompanied flowing dogfighting and flawless displays of teamwork were soundtracked by the occasional sounds of colliding with arena superstructure, asteroids and fellow pilots alike. Midway during proceedings, Commander Malice XR3 made an appearance after having to deal with external matters previously to join the remaining matches of the evening. His fighter adorned with the traditional shoot-me-quick livery, that of the incumbent Hot Boss. Resuming their usual friendly rivalry within the arena, Commanders Shoreside Customs and Malice XR3 went in after one another with gusto, trading a number of kills with each other, both in an offensive and defensive capacity for their teams. Hutton Orbital Radio's own, own Commander Rampage also joined proceedings and didn't miss a beat in his return to the arena regularly exchanging kills and banter with old rival Commander Race Bobby B. Making their debuts in the arena were Commanders of the Cleaner 80 and Spitfire GB, both making strong first impressions with the viewing audience, in particular Commander Spitfire GB and their duels with Commander Trigon C334 in matters of securing their object- the objective. Both commanders comfortably finishing top of their respective teams in captured objects objectives. A most enjoyable and fun evening was had by all participants, and I thank everyone who attended with special thanks to Mr. Venetia who organised the event. See you for the next one in late March. Bothermug. Dispatch from the official hotbox commander Malice XR3. Last weekend's Elite Racers event was won by Commander Sanderling, who flew 100% flight assist off, representing Newton's Gambit, a group dedicated to flying without flight assist. Eros Maidlung's experiment in navigational democracy with the fleet carrier FTM Isfahan has not, as we feared, ended up with him either staying stock still, disappearing out of the galaxy's bottom, or investigating a star's corona from close quarters, but has actually progressed reasonably smoothly. Almost. At their last stop, the navigation officer went to the full Cecil, and they overshot their target destination by about 2,000 light-years, but by sheer luck they ended up just above a stellar graveyard, orbiting a shepherd moon that is dangerously close to the rings of the host. Apparently, the carrier swings by within the rings each orbit, which is a nightmare for the onboard navigational computers. This week's event from the Elite Races is the first ever Elite Races Drag Tournament. It's hosted by Commander Donald 47 and sign-ups are now open. The event is this Saturday, 1900 UTC, at Court Base in the Ross 1047 system, and you can enter in one of three classes, details of which can be found on the Elite Races Discord, with the link to the sign-up sheet, but you can also go to bit.ly Elite Drag Form. Now, does time weigh heavily on you, and you want to find something new to do for the next four or five months? Have you ever wanted to explore the galaxy, but the thought of all those jump scares you? 
Or your favourite ship that has the loveliest paint job has only a small jump range and you feel trapped, leading to freeness envy. If so, Commander Mephisto has a solution for you. His name is spelled Level Fisto, but don't let that put you off. He's an all-round good pilot. Starting at 1500 UTC on Sunday, March the 14th, the fleet carrier Consul will depart from Verati to cover each and every one of the 124 waypoints of the famous Cannon Challenge, following in the footsteps, or at least the high wakes, of Commander Mark Xanthius, who was the first to complete the Cannon Challenge and they'll be going through 1,006 systems covering 448,000 light years. Commander Mephisto is the captain, Commander Tomako 2K the first officer, and Commander Shino Biden is the first is the second officer. Details for the forum post, the Discord channel and the entry in EDSM can all be found in bit.ly Comfy Cannon Cruise. All letter C's are uppercase. Commander Mephisto adds that help to fill the tritium reserves is greatly appreciated. All fleet carrier services are available except the secure warehouse and travel guests are responsible for being on board for jumps in sufficient time. And finally, if you still want to go exploring with a group but think that fleet carriers make it too easy, then Commander Hunter offers 5 Euro Tours Powered by the New Pilots Initiative is proud to present the journey to the centre of the galaxy. We'll be going on an old school trip to Colonia and Sagittarius A and back, meaning there won't be any fleet carriers involved. This expedition is meant for everyone, but most of all the new players in this game, a chance for them to experience a trip like I did the first time. We'll be leaving 13th of March 3307 and expect to return by the 24th of April 3307. A six weeks trip with weekly meetups at amazing points. Details at bit.ly 5 Euro Tours. And that's all the news we have for community led events that we've heard about this week. If you think that we've missed one, then why not tell us about it and we'll include it in our next show. I've got it. I've decoded the message and I've put it on this state-of-the-art medium. I think that label stands for very high standard. everyone, David Braben here. Um, now, we've been making great progress on Odyssey and um, what we have here is not quite a dev diary, we thought we'd mix it up a bit. Um, this is a video of three of our excellent community team raiding a settlement. It's still pre-alpha, but you know, huge well done to the team for getting to this point. I've been playing it too, it's really coming together. We'll share more in the coming weeks, but here is the video, enjoy. 
on our way in. Uh, dust munitions is 20km ahead. The landing shouldn't be a problem, but when you're there, take no chances. I suggest avoiding contact. Use cover as much as possible. Get the job done and get out. Okay, I think we should be all right. All right, guys, we're here at the power buildings at the back on the right-hand side next to command center. So what's the plan? The plan is we go in and try and stay quiet, not draw too much attention to ourselves. If you do get stopped by a guard, we are clean at the minute, so let them just scan you and move on. But uh, we'll try and avoid that. All right. Are you ready to go, Cersei? Sure. Let's go take them offline. All right, guys, we know your roles, know what you got to do. If you make your way down the middle, uh, it should be a pretty short run. I'll keep eyes on for a little while, guys, but then I'll make my way to the rendezvous. Right, let's move up. How are we looking? You've got some skimmers and some guards, but they also be moving away from you, so you should be clear. Thanks, Hermes. All right, let's stay uh, as far away from the guards as we can. Looks like you guys are this from here. I'm gonna make my way to the rendezvous point. Good luck. Shout me if you need me. All right, see you later, Hermes. See you on the other side, son. Right, after you. How's it looking around there? Uh, this side looks good, actually. Walkway is clear. Okay. Right, push up. Yeah, let's go. I see two personnel over the other side, just outside the airlock. Oh, yeah, I see them. Okay, we have some medical supplies here in case we need them. Okay. Okay, moving up. I've got a guard across, walking past the habitation building. And I've got eyes on the power building. Are we okay to move up? Yeah, let's move across to the command center. Cool. Walkway to the left is clear. Right, on your mark. Okay, let's go for it. All right, guys, I'm in position. Uh, went behind the ridge line, shout when you need me. All right. I'm pushing forward. Yeah, it looks like we've got a clean path all the way to the power building. I'm sprinting over. I came out the door. I'm just looking through the door now and I see one, two workers. Be aware you do have some security services running combat air patrol over this installation. Uh, I've got a Viper and a Vulture. Copy that. Right, could you cover me while I just cut the maintenance panel, please? All right. Cutting now. Yeah, looks like we're clear. Let's uh, get in and out pretty quick. All right. Panel is cut. Panel's down. Switching to the energy link. Okay, right, I'm going to overload the, uh, the airlock. Look after me. Okay. Overloading in three, two, one. Um, yeah, the worker's gonna have to go. I can't do what I need to do with them in there. All right. I'm gonna take them out. That's one worker down. Two workers down, okay, right, they're done. Okay.
Okay, nicely done. We haven't alerted anyone outside yet. Excellent. Okay. Right. I'm going to hack into the reactor now. Applying e-breach now. E-breach applied. Almost in. Keep an eye out for me. All right. Right. Okay, I'm in. So I'm getting ready to uh, disengage the regulator. So the alarm's going to go off. You ready? Yep, let's do it. Sweet. Okay, three, two, one. Okay, the course shutting down. All right, the base is alerted. They're coming for us now. Let's get ready. Reactor shutdown protocol has been initiated. Right, some med kits in here if you want them as well. Shutdown in T minus six. Okay, seconds. guards are coming our way. We have three guards. Make that four closing in on us now. You'll have to take most of the shots as well because my suit's not designed for it. Remember, we can use the airlock as cover if you need to. All right. So, see how long we're looking for this regulator? Okay, regulator is about 40% done. Reactor shutdown in 30 seconds. We are three quarters of the way done. I'd get those engines warmed up as well. Yeah, I'm on standby, ready when you are. Okay, we're gonna have to be quick to make a move because they're they're really piling up outside now. I'm gonna make my way back in. Reactor shut down in 10 seconds. Okay, they've got me backed into the power room now. Okay, core is venting. Reactor shutdown complete. Regulator should be extending now. How much longer do you need? I'd say another five seconds. I'm starting my approach. Okay, I'm trying to stop them from coming in. Regulator is exposed. Okay, I'm taking it now. Right, oh, I've got it. Okay, let's make a break for it. As quick as you can, we're not gonna last much longer here. Right, I need you to get that ship in. I'm already on my way. All right, just keep running. Okay, we're about to exit on the west. We're gonna have to stay in this gap until the ship's in. Coming in low and fast. Why are you picking us up? Yeah, west side, west side. All right, we're gonna need you soon, pilot. They're really closing in on us. Yep. You should see me coming to the ridge line now. Yeah, they are coming hard and fast here. Coming in now. Put this in cover and fire. It's a grenade. We're getting shot out by the Goliath now. All right, turn and run. Let's go. All right, run. Come on. Just a few more moments. Goliath right in front of me. It's shooting at me. Try to use the ship for cover. Okay. All right, just keep running. I'll try and cover us. You can make it. You can make it. Keep running. We're so close. Okay, I'm under the ship. I'm almost on. Regular in tow. Let me know when you're in. I'm getting in now. Right, I'm on board and so is the regulator. Okay, we're on. Let's go. Straight up now. Come on, come on, come on. We should be clear. Excellent job. All right, bring us home. And we're back in the studio. Goodness gracious me. Those bandits. What rotters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it were right. But, but I mean, you know, those poor scientists. Yeah. I mean, mm. 
busy, you know, minding their own business and, and tightening up their left-handed grip leaves and whatever else it is. And, and, and a couple of dusty looking, you know, characters in suits come in and start, you know, pew-pewing up the place. And that's and war for be- you. Got to be able to look them at the whites of their eyes. If you can't do it, don't go and don't do yeah. it. Don't do those kind of missions. <laughs> They'd been monitoring the comms just second before and that nice man said something about taking them out. And they got all dolled up. They were all ready to go. And some they thought bastard. they were going for a drink, yeah. They thought they were going for a drink. They thought they were going outside in the sunshine and going somewhere for a nice cocktails of an evening. But no. No. It, no. it just wasn't going to happen, was it? They, they instead got medevaced out to a waiting uh, fleet carrier <laughs> yeah. up in orbit somewhere. Uh, we, we have got it on reliable authority. They were medevaced, those two engineers. They, they, they haven't got any lasting damage. Advanced medicines are really good in the year 3307. Yeah. But the bits of them were made of act anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, stuck back together again with the ZZ Ant Grub glue, you know. Yes. Just, is this is, is this a spleen? I'm sure that's a spleen. It is, yeah. Don't, yeah, don't give it to him. He's already got one. <laughs> But I mean, just yeah. I mean, really exciting stuff. Obviously, the Pilots Federation uh, broadcast this themselves during their own stream earlier this afternoon. It was an early one. They they managed not to crash into our show for a change. Yeah, they actually they broadcast about four in the afternoon. I know one or two people watching and listening may not have seen that yet, but um, that's our first look at um, what's coming when we're allowed to actually land on planets and run around, or at least one of the bits of it. Yeah, I mean that, that's the that's the if you're a bad person like the frameshift bandits and Arf and the Garrido and all that lot, that, that's the bad side of what you can do. I'm yeah. sure there's lovely stuff as well, you know, the kind uh, of yeah. stuff Flossie would do. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I thought they were for all it was the action was very exciting. They'd all seem quite calm. And I'm thinking, what would the Hutton version of that be like? <laughs> we, we'd take we'd take a hundred of us, uh, of which twenty would lose connection at some point or get yeah. crushed by a landing a landing type nine and just squash a few of them. Much more, and- <laughs> much more screaming and automatic gunfire, um, yeah. swearing. There would be swearing yeah. and apologising uh, for shooting your friends. Apologise, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lots of apologising. Yeah. And we wouldn't have gone in through the door. Hutton doesn't do it the easy way. We'd, we'd have gone over a wall or, you know, we'd have, we'd have air-dropped in or Just something. Just steal you know? the building with the reactor in it. But yeah, it, I mean, long it, tunnel. It, it, it's exciting to see. I mean, it it it, it looks it looks interesting. It, it looks beautiful. Certainly, the the landscapes there, um, the, the improvements in those. Wow! And the dust oh, clouds yeah. kicked up by that Goliath. I, the Goliath is. I mean, I know it's called the Goliath. It sounds really stupid, doesn't it? But it's big. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Goliaths are big, but um, but I mean the, the first thing, obviously, you know, our, our, our wide-eyed boffins had a look at was obviously what kind of planets are these? Because it is, it has, you know, the, the the sky had different colours as you looked around, and the stars weren't quite as sort of pinpoint as normal. So it clearly had an atmosphere, but yeah, but, what um, kind of atmosphere but, was um, it? Well, I know they told us up front that the Odyssey would be tenuous atmosphere. And yeah, t- tenuous. The dictionary definition, well, one of the dictionary definitions is very slender or fine, insubstantial. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, my personal feeling is that that's so that they don't have to yet engineer proper gliding. I'm sure that will yeah. come. But if you've got <laughs> an insubstantial. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's, but, it's got an atmosphere, but only just. But, yeah. Well, yes. So, um, a bit, so a bit wait, like most I'm, clubs Commander... at 7 p.m. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, so um, Command- Commander Chicks. What, what mm. kind of atmosphere were they in there? I mean, we've done a bit of research, haven't we? We think it was... It, I mean, it, it wasn't we, a thin oxygen. We pale face. Well, it's tenuous, I think. The, but, uh, but no, it was, made of, it was made of something different, something toxic. Oh, the uh, sulphur dioxide. 
Yes, we, we think, looking it up, that, that that planet there it has a sulfur dioxide atmosphere. Um, the, the gravity, I mean, it, it varied a couple of times. As the ship was coming in, I think it said around 0.3 Gs, but when they're on foot, it was sort of, it was around half a G, wasn't mm. it, when they're on foot? And uh, yeah, when, it, he, when, he, when he's exiting towards the gateway, yeah. he jumps mm. and takes quite a long time to come back down. So about less than half a G, about the same as Mars, we, we, mm. we're guessing. Yeah, so not quite a moon, but definitely a Mars. So our, our range of places we can walk on are deadly toxic atmospheres of sulfur dioxide, which is used in well, it was used for in refrigerators before CFCs were a thing, and it's used as a food preservative, um, and all sorts. But yeah, so so sulfur dioxide is a yes, and approximately Mars type gravity. Yeah, that seems to be a yes. Temperatures, well, they weren't getting cooked, so it must have been okay-ish, sort of three hundred and. 370, something like that, 270 to 370 Kelvin. Mm. They were mm. protected by their suits, though, so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. just about yeah. habitable. Yeah. In fact, that's, that, that's something that they said during the uh, the uh, live stream for the Pilots Federation as well, is that your suits obviously have protection and, and cooling and all sorts built in, but if you walk from the shadow into the sun on a hot planet, you're going to cook really quickly. So you <laughs> dive back in the shadow and you don't cook anymore. So your suit power starts disappearing as soon as you, you get out into really hot planets. What's that one that's really near a, star, near a star where you have to drop heat sinks to be able to land on it? That's not Beetlejuice, is it? I think Beetlejuice... One, I think it is like that. Is it yeah, just or, one, people just two? There's yeah, one well, I mean, that might be a candidate for, you know, go outside your ship and then duck back under the shadow of it oh, quickly. Yeah. 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 Problem is, it's really flat. We didn't, when I was there last time, there weren't really any shadows. Hmm. Here we go. FTM Cloud Atlas says it was about 50 degrees C in the sun. So, uh, yeah, okay. That's, 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 oh, that's yeah, that's, that's, that's Middle East. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so I mean, yeah. So we, we now know at least one kind of planet we can land on. We know there are. I mean, they said sort of billions, didn't they? I mean, they're, they're billions and billions. But at least we've got an idea for a kind of place mm. we well, can we were, can stop on. When they were talking about the gravity as well, they did mention at one point that somebody threw a grenade and they didn't know they were on the half G, and somebody threw a grenade and they just watched it soar over their enemies and off in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there is there is that, yeah. Um, but um, I mean, obviously, there, there is a thing we noticed, which for for, pu- for you know, potential future investors in in the companies out there, like the Brewer Corporation, those kind of things, in the Elite Dangerous Universe. That if I was putting my money anywhere in the Elite Dangerous Universe, there's one place I'd be putting it right now <laughs> into the company that makes those really big stencils for the outside of buildings that say really helpful things like you know PWR and STO for storage. I mean, they've got to be making a mint of selling those stencils, haven't they? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I mean it's not it's not what they, they have street names or anything in these bases. If they did, they'd just have to call, call them things like Reactor Street, you know. <laughs> so they may as well just just put a stencil in the building. Well, of course there's there's one three letter acronym that any good hut and truck will be looking for as soon as you arrive. Mm. B-A-R. B-A-R. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Head yeah. straight for the BAR. But yeah, I mean, there, there was there was PWR and HAB and STO for storage, and then there was a command. Oh, one sti- well I thought and, um, I thought HAB was for for stylish furniture. Sorry, stupid boy. <laughs> no, no I, I, that, that that got renamed to Happy Twat in um, in, in the thirty two hundreds. Yeah. Oh, Walcon um, ran right. Oh. oh. 
that's just that's just painful. <laughs> um, but yes, these are the ongoing voyages of the good ship Odyssey. It's ten year mission to seek out new life, new civilizations, and then to shoot the shit out of them as soon as you see them. I think is the basics of what we saw this, <laughs> this evening, this afternoon. Um, the tools, the little handheld thingies, though. Um, Amelia. Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, obviously, Please. you're not you're not so much of a pew pew kind of character, are you? I I'm an engineer and a miner. I'm I'm that kind of person. So I like the scanny things. I like the poking electronic things, and uh, and it so looks like a handheld gizmo. Yeah, gizmos. I love gizmos and gadgets, and and it looks like there's no. going to be a good few in the game as well, judging by um, the fact that he switched mm. over from different things in order to get yeah. that panel off the door and then i mean i got a bit of space balls vibe off one of them you know what's that it's a highness's industrial strength hairdryer off one of them <laughs> you know um, but yeah i mean the industrial strength hairdryer he used um to do that there, there was a because there were two there was the, the sort of the cutty thing yes where you had to sort of draw a shape and cut around the edge I, there's lots of speculation is like can you use that to carve your name into things are we going to be well, seeing space space graffiti let's find say, it. <laughs> he, he, he was very accurate with that cutter so it might be like a preset area where you can cut but it would be good if they actually changed that to make it you know do what you like kind of thing i mean hunt and truckers are known for getting their srvs and drawing rude symbols in the dust <laughs> well it'd be good uh, if you could use it on walls as well and just sort of like graffiti a wall i'm just wondering Amelia whether that guy had had one of his at his first morning uh, megagen and his hands had stopped shaking you know <laughs> well yeah well i mean i'm just imagining the next banksy or something you know just space banksy yeah i mean it could always like reset after 24 hours but wouldn't it be cool to just sort of like graffiti a wall so that if anyone visits there that same day they they could see the little graffiti that you left on the well, wall wasn't it in um demolition man where the, where you put graffiti on and then something pops up and just sort of washes it away for you immediately <laughs> as soon as it as soon as it happens wasn't that demolition man yeah it that was, was. Demolition man. It was. the one yeah. with the three shells oh yeah the three seashells you don't know how to use the three seashells Yes, um, but so, so yeah, there, there's chopping, there's hacking, there's scanning, there's shooting, and the 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 the, the reload little sort of cartridge thing in the side of the gun that spins. Mm. Um, mm. There was that one, and then, then I think he sort of grabbed a bit off the gun and lobbed it at people, which I think was either a grenade or or something. At some yep. point, they also mentioned having a kind of bypass device that they said was quite expensive, but you could just put it on something and it would bypass, and then that's what they used to access the reactor controls and shut it down. They used one of those called it a something like an E patch or an E something. Yeah, so there seem to be a whole variety of tools, and obviously yeah. this is just the the sort of the the dastardly side of things. If you're a, a frameshift bandit, you know this is the doing bad things. Flossie, I mean, obviously for you, I'd imagine there are going to be missions saying help the base is in trouble. We need you to bring one of these to save us. You know the mm. the, the the repair equivalent of the fuel rats. Uh, oh my goodness, <laughs> the base is going down. You know we we've got tools, you don't. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I'd imagine that there's, there's definitely help, help, we're all going to die and asphyxiate, come save us, flossy kind of mission going to be happening in, in, in the future. Um, yeah, as long as I don't get hurt. <laughs> and I want to know if there's ones like SCI on the building, you know, science labs, where you can go in and, and see sort of, you know, big... Have you seen the pictures of Ramtar's laboratory back from back in the day when we were still talking about Ramtar? You know, there, there were those clips and pictures they published of Ramtar's laboratory with all sorts of scientific equipment in the background it'd be lovely mm, to see that yeah. kind of thing as well yeah it would yeah but but i mean there, there was some careless littering going on i did notice some yeah, careless littering mm. um, packs and things lying around i mean, but, I mean what well, kind why? of danger yeah i mean seriously 
How dangerous what? is this place? Oh, I'm just going to leave a med pack on every wall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It did seem to be a, a, a good few of them. Um, I mean, do you think do you think health and safety have visited with their clipboard and said, "Oh no, no, that's oh. dangerous. Need needs a med pack." Yeah, yeah. I've had, we need a whole box of med packs on that one. Oh yes, yes. So they've obviously had the yeah. health and safety executives uh, in, and obviously the contract was given to a mate of somebody in power. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how very opposite at the moment. Was it Was it somebody he knows from down the pub? Yes. Yeah. Next door neighbour, maybe. <laughs> uh, Commander OKM says littering is punishable by death. Well, I mean, if loitering is, littering could well be. Yes. Depends how well you but, spell it. Um, and then the naughty body wash is being naughty, and I'm not going to repeat that out loud. No, you're not allowed to draw those on every basin moon. That's rude. <laughs> Uh, and there are some acronyms coming as well. The, 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 oh, Falco took says, did anybody notice the red barrels marked flammable boom? No, we, we <laughs> didn't. <laughs> we didn't see any, any. Um, de- what is it? Deformable scenery, I think it's referred to, isn't it? Uh, there's there's a red barrel coming up coming up there on the on Twitch now. Oh, we, we do, yeah, we do have a collection of pictures. Um, but before we do that, has anybody thought of any really exciting Hutton kind of challenges that we might consider possibly doing? Human pyramid, um, orbital skydiving, <laughs> orbital skydiving. Yeah, you got, you got half a dozen people on top of a on top of a crate, and you get up as high as you can, and everybody jumps. Oh, because they're flat, aren't they? Yeah, you all stand on the crate, yeah. and then it takes off very carefully, and then you, yeah, yeah, jump off and hit your jetpack when you get near to the ground. We could get a conga going. Was it a high altitude? <laughs> lots of ouch, a halo opening, like a conga, <laughs> yeah. conga lines. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 that Goliath gave me a thought. Mm. Mm. Bucking Bronco riding. Yeah. Get onto the Goliath and see how long. <laughs> well, with people running around in front of it to make it move, yeah, yeah, and chase them, how long can you stay on the back of one of those Goliaths? Yeah, because you'd have to get up on your roof and jump. Yeah, I mean, can you climb on your ship? Well, I mean, it stands to reason that you should be able to climb on your ship because uh, I've had instances where I've landed my Sidewinder on someone else's ship and they've taken off and I've went for a ride on their ship. So it stands to reason that you'd be able to do that as a person. Um, what I want to know is, if you're in a very low uh, gravity world and you quickly boost upwards with a person on top, standing on top of your ship and then you suddenly stop, will they keep going into orbit? Sort of a, like like the geezer stuff that we do in the SRVs. Yeah. Yeah. They might. They might. That's a long way to find out. Yeah. Geezer or geyser, geyser jumping as well, you know. I can see my house. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've seen what they do to SRVs. My goodness gracious me. Or drop a hut, yeah, or ride a hut and mug. I mean, there's hut and mugs come in canisters that look like you could sort of sit astride them and ride them down a, down oh, a hill or something. That's, that's, that's touch of the Doctor Strange. Apple. Yeah, touch of the Doctor Strange yeah. loves, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. What is it? What is it? Slim, slim Pickens with his yeah, with his hat riding Pickens. the thing, riding the thing down. Anyway, um, so Commander Palanty, you, you've got a selection of photographs that we're we, we're we're allowed to show. So obviously, there's a bit of a, there's definitely a bit of a like Moss Eisley vibe about this place. I don't know whether you've got image one up there. I've been cycling um, through various various ones. Image one coming up. Image one coming. There's definitely a bit of a Moss Eisley, you know, a hive of scum and villainy going on. This was the excuse. That seems to be the theme this week. Which is what? Moss Eisley. The, mm. the wretched hive of scum and villainy seems to be a theme for this week for us, Dave. This oh, isn't well, the radio show you're looking for. I know what you mean, yes. Um, but there yeah, was, that's there a, was definitely 
definitely a uh, amongst the security personnel there was a definitely these aren't the intruders we're looking for uh, vibe going on. Well, when they when they walked in, somebody was definitely saying, "Move along, move along." Yeah, mm. and, and some Nothing guy with a big nose saying, "Wabbit, wabbit," you know. Um, but yeah, so obviously it was a Dutch munitions stockade. Now, it, <clears throat> from what we can tell, um, I think from picture four, if you've got it there, obviously mm-hmm. it was absolutely legal for these bandits to land in the place. I mean, not only was there a pad with a number, they've been allocated a landing space. So th- this is not a high security compound. This one they went into. This is just a a base you're allowed to land at, from what we can tell. And, and and land they did, looking innocent, whistling quietly to themselves, you know, riding in on their horse, looking calm. Um, but yes, it, in that blue pad number one there, and it, it looks like it is, it's not like one of these SRV ones, you drive up to it and there's a big red square on the floor and then all hell breaks loose with the turrets and the, the skimmers, you know, trying to pew-pew you. This this looks like a legit place you can go and visit. Mm. Buy with permission. munitions. Yeah, I mean, and they didn't. They didn't just, you know. Yeah, what are Dutch munitions? I was thinking about that. You know, it's Mm. it's, it's crazy guns. Mm. Um, (laughs) Share them. It's just a whole base full of stroop waffles. (laughs) Stroop waffles, yes. (laughs) Yeah, it it does beg the question whether you can go visit Dav's Hope on foot as well, because obviously that's got a little Mm. sign like that outside as well. Can you go into the buildings in Dav's Hope? And if you can, will Dav be there? And will there be med kits everywhere? We can only talking hope. Of med, yes. Talking of med kits, was it number 14 you've got there? Just yep. conveniently left tulips. lying around. Little. Yep. Yep. But um, and then obviously skipping ahead to, to number 19, the one that was mentioned earlier about the, the little sort of arc cutting tool that was there. Mm. Uh, the deck and blacker. Uh, the deck and blacker, yes. Um, nif- nifty looking thing. An arc cutter, I think it was. But they, they look like they've got different modes as well. You know, whether it's got, you know, light your cigar mode and it's got, you know, <laughs> I, I'm having a nice little camping trip outdoors. Can you can you, you know, light mm. this wet wood? It's too <clears throat> handy anyway. It, it, it does have a bit of a chainsaw thing going yeah. on with its handles, doesn't it? And then, obviously, Amelia's hairdryer in, uh, what is it? Oh, no, number 24. Slide. <laughs> Next slide, please. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, in, in in overload mode. It, it sounds a bit like a big dinner during lockdown. Yes, I, I've definitely hit lockdown overload mode on this one. But um, I mean, it it does look beautiful, and the and the light and shade there. I mean, there are there are actually reflections from these uh, force fields that yeah. we've been able to see as well. I don't know whether we've got one of those pictures from inside anywhere. I don't think we have, do we? Where we can actually see the reflection on the floor. I really like that do not cross line. That thing is really, that's just a nice touch, I think. So that it, well, the police tape. Yeah. You know, it, like it's, an, yeah. it, it's kind of what I've come to expect from Frontier and Elite Dangerous. Everything in it is always so very pretty. Yeah. Oh, the art, the art teams, yeah, absolutely, and and the the soundscape. I mean, I I didn't notice it, but I, the alerts from the bass and the loudspeakers and all sorts and the, the noises in that control room. Um, mm. Did you notice the music as and all the music as they were uh, running away? Um, I only heard it the second time I watched it. Yeah, it's quite dramatic. Yeah, yeah. I noticed the the whole thing when you were in that reactor room and the alarm started going off. It got very very stressful in there. I could feel it. I could feel it through the screen of like, oh, that's going to be difficult. Oh you yeah, know. and then obviously when it when it um, when it came to the pew pew, obviously uh, I mean many of us have gone to the Hutton Games room and, and tried out some of the uh, the runny round shooty kind of games they have in there, which is could be basically described with most of them as bang bang you're dead. 
respawn, bang, bang, you're dead again. Yeah, that, that kind of thing. These guys are, you know, in the suits, are like double hard sons of a, what's it? I mean, not just them being shot, but the guys they were shooting at. I mean, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's it's not a bang bang. You're dead. Ha ha. You're in space somewhere now. Go away. Um, it did look much more um, attrition. You know, a, a, you, yeah. you actually had to battle someone as opposed to. I think as well, their, their suits and their shields are specifically designed so that you don't get killed straight away. That's the point of them. And well, you can yeah, actually I mean, tell whether they've rubbish. got the, you can tell whether they've got the shields up or not. We were talking earlier today, and we we thought it was as we were being shot, but I've noticed I've just put the picture up there. You can see uh, somebody walking towards you, yeah. and they're covered in blue, and that means they're t- walking up with their shields on. So you, sh- if I was you, I'd shoot all the people who don't have the blue around them first. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes, I mean, get rid of them and then concentrate on the other bugger. But, but, yeah, I mean, it, the whole thing, you know, very atmospheric. I mean, going right down to something like Image image 43 in our list, we got the smoke coming out. So it, it's not sort of – the smoke we're used to lighting-wise hasn't been fantastic. But this, it was actually lit up by the – it looks like a head torch on the um, on the yeah. suit or something, mm-hmm. highlighting highlighting that smoke there. And, um, I mean, all, all in all, it, it, it bodes very well. For those that want to get involved in, in walking around on planets and doing the more nefarious things out there in the galaxy, it, it – it bodes. And in fact, it bodes fairly soon. Apologies to Hotbox. Doesn't it? I mean, it's... Mm-hmm. Uh, how many Hutton shows yeah, yeah. away is this now? Oh, not it, many. It's one, one two, three... three. Well, it'll be, we'll three, get three it and three and a, and a half, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, it is traditional, uh, as Hutton Truckers, whenever the Pilots Federation releases a, a, new, a new sort of test environment like this, that we put together <clears> a bit of a... Referred to as our beta bash. I mean, I, I know, um, Commander Chicks, you've been researching these recently, some of the history of our beta bashes back from the days of Wolf 359 and mm. uh, what was it? Vert, was it Vert's Pride? Well, Vel, Velho Keep on uh, Wise 0855 and Vert's Pride on Wolf 359, yeah. On, yeah. Um, so we will be organising... A, a Hutton beta bash where we are going to try all these silly <clears> things out, like the Bucking Bronco. We are going to be doing Amelia's suggestion of climbing on board a ship and getting ourselves into orbit. We are yes. probably going to see if we can get 20 of us, 30 of us running straight towards one of these bases at the same time with, without <laughs> making things go terribly wrong. Um, so, yeah, we will be putting that together. Now, betas tend to last you know, a couple of weeks and then they switch it off a bit and fix things and then bring it back up again is, is traditional. So if the first beta's on the 29th, I'm reckoning Saturday the 3rd might be a good date for our first beta bash. Well, it's, it's, well you're already set. It's got, it's got to be an alpha outing, hasn't it? <laughs> an alpha outing, yes. <laughs> our, our alpha outing as opposed to a beta bash. And, and of course, remember that in any alpha or beta test, your sole aim is to break the game. We want to break everything, and then we want to log it, and we want to help make it better. That, that's and alpha exactly. Armageddon. What Falco took says alpha antics. Well, yeah, that works. That, that works. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm, we're, we're going to be looking at Saturday the third, and we'll we'll see whether we can speak to Flotty, who, who looks after all the community, oh. to remind us between now and then. Lots, ah, Flossie. I will, I will be a call. <laughs> what? Yo, you can't come on the third. No, I, I've got an event in uh, one of my other games. <gasps> All of Saturdays oh. in March. 
<laughs> well, we're, we're going to do more than one. So, yes, if, if you're listening to the show at the moment or you're watching it on Twitch, um, pencil into your diary on Saturday the 3rd, and we're going to come up with some suitably dodgy story as to why we're all doing this all at once. And we're going to see, for those of us who can get into the beta, what we can bust, because we're going to go and try and bust everything. What's, actually, what's interesting is, because that's Easter weekend, and of course, and Ooh. in any other year, we would have actually been together for ECM, for ECM. wouldn't we? Yes. Yeah. So that would Are have been. Are we having though, a VECM this year? Uh, not, not currently organised. Obviously, Mr. Cow and I, a number of the other organising team, have been a bit um, stretched thin with with real life and and all sorts. So no news on virtually ECM yet. But we're going to have a standing event. We're, we're just going to do. We're, we're going to go and break Alpha. This sounds like fun. Yeah. Um, so we'll put details up on on the Facebook page and Flossie over the next couple of weeks will be reminding us. Hopefully, won't you, Flossie? Oh yes, yes. If you're not I'm crying too hard, even yeah. got myself. Oh, well. <laughs> but it's going to be a, probably going to be a pew pew one, so it's not your cup of tea. We'll wait for the expiration mm. one for your your stuff, you know. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I mean, that, we, we need we need to move on from this because obviously Commander Wotherspoon's got some exciting information and his own analysis of these things coming up in a bit. But what else have we got from the so the bantery bits? What else have we got to remember for this a week? Couple of things. Go on, Amelia. I was going to say, it's a PBSF ghost's birthday. It's his 60th. 60th? Doesn't make a day over 70. Happy birthday, ghost. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Yeah, we, we do believe the ghost may be hiding in the Twitch stream chat as well. So, yeah, happy birthday to the Pixel Bandit ghost himself. And um, I, I hope you I hope you had a wonderful day. Um, what else What else have we got? There's been a bunch of birthdays this week. What else have we got? We've got some reminders that we've been asked to point out before uh, we move on. Yes, um, remind people there's a there's an ARC spring sale on at the moment, but it's about to end. So if you want to get any paint jobs, now's the time. I have to ask the question, no, what's an ARC? It's, it's a thingy, it's a point system to get stuff. Money. It's, a build, it's a building on that base. It must it's, be. Yes, yes. It's it's a token. It's tokenized money. It's not a big boat on top of a hill. Or am I thinking of the wrong thing? No, well, no, no uh, idea. Stop. That's enough of our ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, stop being such a ham. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, um, so yeah, arcs the, the the arc spring sale yeah about to end. Uh, the only thing you don't need to buy with your arcs is purple, because yeah. you've managed not to get the purple over the last six streams. Then you've not been paying enough attention. I you can get some nice attention. new paint jobs from the current CG though. For if you've got copper three. Ooh yes, yeah, I have seen mm. those. Um, and then, of course, yeah, on Humble Bundle, obviously, um, there's some access to Elite Dangerous. If you, But then again, if you're not accessing it yet, what on earth are you doing listening to us? Um, we, we love you. But um, if you haven't you got might, it, go get it. You and there's some go and get an, yet another commander for, for people, you know. Hanky well, could buy his 35th. Yeah, the access to the three worlds that the dastardly Don of Antonacci inhabits in, in his own system, Planet Zoo, Planet Coaster, and his very own Jurassic World, where he keeps all his strange creatures. Um, they are all 75% off until, what, 6, 6 p.m.? Yeah, I, I, I worked it out because I got an email at the beginning of the show with that in, and it said in six days and 21 hours, 40 minutes. So um, that's, if it went quiet for a bit during the show, that's because I was counting on my fingers. Yeah, you might have to take your socks off. Oh, no. <laughs> socks? I don't wear socks. 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 socks.
sandals. Sandals. I mean, socks. I mean socks. Yeah. Well, nobody's worn nobody's worn socks for over a year now, David. Get with the program. <laughs> nobody's worn a lot of things for over a year. Yeah, yeah. Um so other than that, yay, we're dead excited. Yay, we're looking forward to breaking it. Um, obviously, Hutton has a way that we break things. What we don't do is the salty stuff. What we do do is we bust it, and then we take detailed notes, and then we send it in with saying, here's exactly what we found, so they can actually fix it. Um, and we will put links up to things like the bug reporting forum, and we'll put up a, a separate channel on the Discord as well for chit-chatting about things, because there are people who don't like spoilers. Like me. We, but but yeah. the important yeah. thing is don't tell us who they are. Because no, we don't no, want to know. We don't want to know about <laughs> anything yeah. in advance. <laughs> we don't, we don't want spoilers, spoilers. Quite, quite, when we tell them and they say we don't like spoilers, yeah, quite. It's much better if we don't know in advance. No, but we're going to do our best to try and intercept a few more of the Pilots Federation transmissions between now and that date. We've got our fingers crossed that there are some. I think there might be another dev diary coming soon-ish as well. Fingers crossed it's the exploration one. That'd be lovely. You know, I think um, that's the main reason I haven't got the purple paint job yet. Because there's no exploration. No, no, because because I never, I, I try and avoid all the prequel of everything. I try and avoid seeing what's coming and just to experience it when it comes out in game. Oh. I don't want to say anything. You could just tune in and then turn the volume down and minimize the window. That's was it? What's the, what's no. the song say? Tune in, turn on and drop out or something. What, what's, the, what's the old phrase? <laughs> That's like many of the listeners on this show. Mm. Uh, right. Before before we go along, then, does anybody have anything else to add before we introduce our, our very own uh, Beetle Jude and Commander Wotherspoon with their Galnet News Digest? It's a video one this week. Dum-dum-dum. We've actually got video footage from them. Ooh. And I would say, Apology don't, officer. Thi yeah. don't think we're playing the wrong one when it starts, okay? <clears throat> no, and apology officer, are you on standby just in case something happens? <laughs> I'm on standby on the very real possibility that something will happen. Yeah, if there's anybody watching for the Pilots Federation, we're going to get one in early on this one. Quick, take it, take it. Um, get the apology in. Oh, right. Oh, um, but very, very sorry for the events that you're about to view. <laughs> yes. Um, and after that, obviously, we've got something special and new from Commander Chicks. Anyway, so if Maestro, if you are ready then, um, could you please um, bring up the Galnet News Digest? Off we jolly well go. Galnet Nature Diary, 4th of March, 3307. Today, we follow Miss Grenfell of the Dutch Munition Stockade, School for Young Learners as she leads her class on an excursion to see the natural wonders that can be found in the valley of rocky ice world, Villay C4. Right, children, follow me and don't wander off. Today we're going on a nature walk around the stockade. Mind out for the Alliance, Challenger or Chieftain. Yes, they all look the same, don't they? It's probably some more adventurers coming to steal the reactor regulator again. I do wish the stockade would hire some competent security staff. And yes, Penelope, I know your daddy is in the security staff, but in the nicest possible way, he couldn't shoot straight, even if he wasn't perpetually tipsy on Onion Head. That's not nasty, that's just fact, so do stop crying. Please get back in the line, Zeus. We haven't budgeted for trespass on this field trip. If only you just murder people, that's much more cost-effective. 
Now, where do we all live? Anyone? Athena? Yes, that's right. We live on the planet of Villae C4. It's a very unusual planet, because when you're flying in a spaceship, it has a gravity of 0.31g. But when you get out, the gravity jumps up to 0.49g. That is one of the wonders of the world we live on. Note how medical kits are left lying around in the open. This is perfectly normal practice in high security settlements in case one of the guards gets a paper cut from the book they're reading. Yes, Athena, that is a very good question. No one knows how the medical kit gets inside your pressure suit to heal you. It just does. We don't question these things in case they stop working and someone bleeds to death from that nasty paper cut. Everyone, have your biological Dyson scanners ready so we can scan for any unknown biology we may come across. I get paid quite well for your readings, you know. Brittany, stop scanning Henry's homework. That's not unknown biology, that's ketchup. And he's got his answers wrong anyway. Yes, Ariti. Why are the criminals allowed to wander around a high-security munitions stockade they have no business being just because they're not currently wanted? What a strange question. It's perfectly normal to allow strangers to enter settlements without question and only to start shooting in their approximate direction when they do something really naughty. Athena, stop waving that about. You may think you're safe dressed in full body armour, but you nearly had Polyphemus's eye out. Now, class, please pay no attention to the man and his huge weapon. It's not big and it's not clever. Well, it is quite big, actually. He must have strong muscles. Zeus, do not remove your helmet just so you can pick your nose. For one thing, it's unhygienic. And for another thing, your eyes and tongue will start to boil in the... For want of a better word, we call the tenuous atmosphere of our world. Oh, dear. Well, I did warn you. You silly billy. Class, note how the sulphur dioxide turns to sulfuric acid as it eats away at what's left of Zeus's face. Let that be a lesson to you all to be more careful. Scylla and Charybdis, could you please carry Zeus to the medical bay? Thank goodness for Vitadine, or I'd have to fill in an awful lot of paperwork. Scylla, come back to your carpet space and out of that airlock. One of these days they'll sort out a working one, but probably not any time soon. Calypso, I don't care if your daddy has just been gunned down by criminals. Please try to concentrate. It's his job, and if he needs to spend a week lying in a bath of nanomeds to recover well, that's his lookout. Theresius, get down off that skimmer. Stop trying to be clever. No one likes a know-it-all. I really must speak to the Pilots' Federation about all this senseless shooting. It disturbs the peace. Ah, yes, as I thought. They've come to steal the reactor regulator. Don't worry, children. Massive doses of radiation are perfectly harmless at first. Look, if you will, at the horizon. Ignore the Goliath swooping overhead. Observe that lovely blue sky. People think sulphur dioxide should be yellow, but it's not, is it? We'll draw it later, just as soon as we've found the crayons. Calypso, what's that purple thing you're chewing on? If you observe the icy sand, can you see the glittering particles of mica? The cliffs around us are full of schist. No, not that, Penelope. And this sand has been worn away over time to form the flat basin in which the Dutch munitions stockade nestles. Ignore the gunfire. Can you see that lovely pebble? One of the most delightful things about living on a rocky ice world is seeing the way the rock gets sculpted by the water. And there we are. I hope you all enjoyed your nature ramble. Whoever said that Odyssey was all about shooting people? Oh my goodness! Hermes has taken off and left his gang members behind. I don't know. And that was this week's nature diary from the planet Velai C4. They're expecting a big influx of tourists there, starting on the 29th of March. 
Polyphemus, Scylla, Charybdis, Arete, Penelope, Calypso, Athena, Zeus, Henry. <laughs> Thank you, Commanders Beetlejude and Wotherspoon. Now we have the first in a new series, the A to Z of Hutton Space. And in typical Hutton fashion, we're starting our A to Z at W. Specifically, Y's 0855-0714. Sit back and enjoy hearing details that we thought would stay buried, especially given the uh, strict terms of the court case. But nevertheless, Commander Chicks will shortly be exposing himself um, to, to, to your inspection of, of his work. This week, it's the turn of one of the leading contenders in the stiff competition that is, the dollar system in Hutton Space, but yet is close to the hearts of many a Hutton trucker. It's the rather precisely but unimaginatively named WISE 0855-0714. Its name, the dread of radio presenters from Gamma Fanatchis to 36 Ofiuki, is affectionately and conveniently shortened to WISE, and we dread to control a second WISE system lest we have to differentiate. The system was discovered in the early 21st century, 2013 to be exact, by the Wide Field Infrared Survey Explorer, or WISE telescope, after which it is named. The 0855-0714 part isn't even a drunken attempt by some long-forgotten nostalgic astronomer attempting to recall the telephone number of a childhood holoscreen show, but merely its galactic coordinates when viewed from the Sol system. Right ascension, 8 hours 55 minutes, declination minus 7 degrees 14 minutes. How excruciatingly dull is that? Wise, being a sub-brown dwarf, about 7 times the size of Jupiter, is only the fourth farthest system from Sol, a mere 7.2 light years away. In fact, it is a system so insignificant that it wasn't noticed until 400 years after the invention of the telescope. This isn't as uncommon as you might think, as 50 of the 60 closest stars to Sol are too dim to be seen with the naked eye. It's a pretty cold, dark and gloomy system with a handful of icy worlds, plus two gas giants with icy rings sporting a clutch of res sites. WISE, a refinery system, has a small population of just under 35,000, which is largely confined to its single outpost, Yamazaki Landing. WISE may boast a single outpost, but keeps rather quieter about its two planetary stations, neither of which are open to commercial traffic. One is an agricultural station, where mildly eccentric scientists experiment on unsuspecting brassicas, and the other a hush-hush medium security station where, no doubt, devious plots are hatched, moustaches are twirled, and security guards in red sweaters curse their sudden but inevitable betrayal and doom. 
Yamazaki, the outpost, situated just under a thousand light clicks out from the dim star, does have two vaguely redeeming features. The first being that it allows you to drop out of supercruise 8,000 kilometers from the station, allowing for high-speed approaches whilst dodging the pirate scum that frequent the system. It even retains the welded up access ports and pirate banners that nobody could be bothered to take down. And hey, they do come in handy every Halloween. The second is that it's named after a rather pleasant Japanese malt whiskey. That's it. Nothing else. It's a proper dump. But it's our dump. Despite its apparent lack of redeeming features, Wise holds a special place in the hearts of truckers. It was here where we learnt for the first time what the result of being in unplanned expansion meant. Joyous faces were amazed to see that Hutton had become a parent, after an albeit very brief gestation period. Nowadays, Hutton practices planned expansion and we demand a DNA test, that's a do not acquire test, to see if we really want to own up to and raise where we've expanded into. Yes, Y0855-0714 is our first born system beyond Alpha Centauri and we love it dearly despite its utter lack of attractiveness, ability, ambition, large pads or intention to ever tidy its bedroom. So there we have it. WISE was the first system to take its place below Alpha Centauri in Hutton's hierarchy, a position it has steadfastly maintained until even now, despite the other 23 intervening systems, sinking down the ladder of success with each new acquisition, languishing in the relegation zone of backwater oblivion. Well, it seems that Commander Chicks has had a lot to think about during all those months out there in the black, exploring all by himself, with nothing but a ship's cat and faded poster of his favourite boat for company. Still, it does mean that he's plenty of material. Next week, he tells us, it'll probably be Narenses. Okay, as we say, it's back to the planet's surface with a bang, since it's Flossie with the CG News. It's Flossie, it's Flossie, it's Flossie, and the Community Goals. Hello, Flossie here with this week's Community Goals News. Last week's CG finished at 6 o'clock this morning, UTC. It passed Tier 7 with 725,194,270,691 credits earned by 17,547 contributors. The top 75% of participants will have now received or will receive a Viper Mark III acceleration white paint job and top 25% will additionally receive the Viper Mark III Acceleration Gold Paint job by the 6th of March. The top 10 participants will also receive a Federal Assault Ship, which will be delivered and stored at Ashby City Starport in the Lighton System 
also by the 6th of March. Uh, new CGs. Uh, deliver supplies to the Galactic Summit and defence of the Galactic Summit. The Empire is aiding Sirius Corporation by offering bounty hunting and trade opportunities to support the Galactic Summit. The Diplomatic Conference is now entering its second week, with superpower and independent leaders gathered at Patterson Enterprise in the Sirius system. Sirius Corporation CEO Lee Yong-Ri announced, For the coming week, we are working with the Empire to maintain the security operation by offering bounties on all wanted ships. The Empire will also pay generously for extra supplies of animal meat, coffee, fish, fruit and vegetables and wine that are to be delivered to the spirit of Leilaps. If Tier 1 is reached, the top 75% of participants will receive a permanent Sirius system permit, if they haven't already got it with the last few, <laughs> and the Cobra Mark III acceleration white paint job. The top 75% will additionally receive the Cobra Mark III acceleration gold paint job. These should be processed and accessible by the 13th of March. Thanks to the generosity of the Empire, the top 10 participants will receive an Imperial Clipper. The ship will be delivered and stored at Ashby City Starport in the license system by, also by the 13th of March. The joint initiative will run for one week, after which Sirius Corporation will partner with the Alliance to provide, provide for the needs and security of the conference. If the final target is met earlier than planned, this phase will end immediately. To earn rewards, you must sign up as an active participant before delivering animal meat, coffee, fish, fruit and vegetables and wine, or handing in bounty vouchers to the spirit of Leilaps in the Sirius system. Only commodities or bounties handed in after signing up will count towards your personal contribution. And that's this week's CG News. Flossie told you what to do. Thanks, Flossie. I wonder who'd gain the most in a CG between people who do pew-pew and those who deliver goods. Hmm. Whilst I ponder on that, let's go over to the Hutton Sports Desk for this week's results. Welcome to this week's Hutton Sports Reports. It's alive! Alive! And it's the only third-party resource to come with a free lightning conductor rod and electrical apparatus. This week's galaxy-wide events are the Heading to the Old Ancestral Castle Galactic Marathon, the T7 Full of Brains for the Master Shield, the I Dropped the First One But I Got This One from Abbey Someone Cup, the local yokos have noticed the graveyard has been dug up and they want a word, trophy, the Monster on the Rampage Invitational, the Running Away from Angry Villagers with Pitchforks and Torches Challenge. And now we move on to the classified results. So, double points for throwing the girl down the well, you must get a full bowl of soup from the blind man before progressing and when you cross the finish line, we will celebrate with some bangers and sponge cake. The machine is working. Granted, it's arcing and sending great waves of electricity up towards the ceiling somewhere, 
but it is receiving the results. So, here we go. Comet Bomb, 52. Old Dead, 21. Montgomery Python, 35. Man at Warco, 16. Corey, 5758, 260. Showside Customs, 182. Alex Zuno, 1209. Millstone Barn, 310. Shatter Mage, 617. Alternative, 138. Raven, 74656, 1192. The Cleaner, 80, 242. Oh, spills Yep, that's it working. Elgin City, 2. Cowden Beef, 3. Annan Athletic, 1. Stranvar, 3. Hilpasi Hibernian, 2. Sparta Stein, 2051, 2. Dynamo LP525-39 1 Tackle Caledonian Thistle 2 Augstats are fictional, subject to change at short notice and not legally binding. Reporter is heavily medicated and may have dreamed the whole thing. Okay, so decals for Corey KORI5758 and Raven74656. Please email Hutton Orbital. Uh, please email itookpath at huttonorbital.com and arrange to collect your decal kit, which this week consists of a seven-foot monster with a Hutton-shaped pair of hands and lots of edible paints. We had eight attempts in the Hutton run in the last seven days. Four of these were by Socrates, or Socrates, ectoplasm, whose best time was a canopy blistering one hour, 22 minutes and 26 seconds. That's just six seconds behind Hardy's record, and so puts Socrates in third place overall. Could you do better? Could you nip in with a quick time and secure a new record? Why not go to hot.forthemug and download or sign up for The Hutton Helper? Get your head in the game before heading out in the black like a steely-eyed missile man, woman or other. Let's face it, anything has to be better than sitting around in your jammies with hair like Doc Brown, eating Doritos and typing up a sports report every week. Hey, hang on a minute. Those are Pringles, not Doritos. Ha! Um, yeah, back back to the studio. Thank you, Mayor. Nice to have the stats back. Well done, Antarius. It's time for me to get some antacid tablets now, as it's the only way I can listen to the tortures that Amelia puts herself through each week for you lot. So sit up, pay attention and be grateful. It's the Galnet Food Digest. Good evening. This is Amelia Hawke reporting for the Galnet Food Digest. I try the galaxy's most rare and dangerous foods, so you don't have to. Tonight, we're mixing survival with gourmet rare foods as we head to Listi, one of the old core systems from humanity's earliest forays into deep space. Famous as the original location for a zero-g cricket championships and Listian evil juice, it's now home to a rare food that no planetary explorer should be without. The planet Listi 
Yes, it's got the same name as the system. It's an arid desert world with average temperatures of over 40 degrees Celsius. That's 107 in Merkin money. Aside from greener coastal areas, the majority of the inland parts of the planet are covered in deserts. Some of them sand dunes that wouldn't look out of place being explored by Lawrence of Arabia. Others are more rocky, dusty locations. The kind of place where you might find an attack helicopter hiding inside a mountain. Azure Milk, as it's known in modern times, was originally marketed quite simply as blue milk at the location uh, at the local station George Lucas and is a very, very refreshing drink. Full of nutrition, rich in fats, and oddly a, a vibrant blue in colour. It's milked from the Leistian hairy camel. Not a genuine relative of the earth camel, but a hexapodal hairy beast of burden used by nomadic tribes across the surface of the planet. Its thick, matted hair provides insulation and protection for the skin during the blistering daytime temperatures and thermal cover for the freezing nights. The camels, using specially adapted tongues, lick moisture from the rocks, sandy banks, and even their own hair, which naturally causes moisture to condense at night. To keep themselves going long after other animals have died of thirst. The blue colour comes from special enzymes in their milk. In such a harsh environment, it's imperative that their young are able to gain weight rapidly, enabling them to survive in the desert and, of course, absorb as much moisture as possible. The enzymes help break down even the most dry foods uh, they find and extract every last bit of water from them. Even chemically recombining constituent atoms into water molecules that can be absorbed. The milk itself is closer to a milkshake in texture than it is a, a runny fluid. Thick, creamy, and difficult to swallow. Try sucking hard on a straw and you'll probably go blue in the face before you get even a mouthful. A spoon might be a better tool for this one. It's really rich quite pungent in flavour, but almost immediately, even slightly chilled as it is, it's refreshing. It is, the sim it is the perfect tonic for anyone who is a little dehydrated, as I can feel, even after a couple of days out here under canvas, my body reacting to the abundance of water. I've been advised to try it with a mouthful of dry crackers, and once the azure milk hits them, everything becomes soft. My mouth is no longer dry and I'm in danger of dribbling blue milk down my chin. It's so juicy. There's something about the blue colour that's not to everyone's taste. It's a colour that doesn't occur much in nature, but close your eyes, swig a mouthful of this and think juicy thoughts and all your thirsts will be gone swiftly. It makes for a refreshing dessert ingredient, and the blue ice creams made from it are out of this world. What isn't in the guidebook is the side effect. I made the mistake of going to inspect the camel pen on this expedition and ask why there was cannonballs stacked to the side of it. Apparently the enzymes survived the digestion process in the body, continuing to extract every drop of water from everything you've eaten and help it to be absorbed by the body. The camels 
don't relieve themselves very often. They retain the water to replace that which is lost through evaporation. But, uh, oh my, the, the noises, when they pass their bio-waste, there's something out of a horror movie. Roaring, screaming, and then every now and again, a very heavy and solid-sounding thump as something hits the ground from approximately the height of a camel's rear. The tribes are never, the, tr the tribes here never sleep under their camels for a very good reason. One super condensed and utterly dry camel dropping would cave in your head instantly. The locals use it for long burning fires and as heavy weaponry, but the milk is rare. They guard it fiercely, and in modern times, you're more likely to be charging around the desert in a scarab than you are riding on the back of a six-legged, very angry, very smelly beast of burden. This is Amelia Hawk, reporting for the Galnet Food Digest, and... No, 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 no. Oh, no, no. I've just realized that I've been drinking this for a week in the desert, and it's... I've been really thirsty. And I haven't needed to use the facilities yet. My guide has just handed me some anaesthetic cream, some very soft toilet paper, and a leather lower back support. He's got a grin on his face and indicated the outhouse. I try the galaxy's most horrific rare foodstuffs so you don't have to, and I may be some time. My goodness gracious me, Amelia. Eww. Oh, no. Uh, that uh. brings tears to my eyes just thinking about it, Amelia. Mm, just, oh, just. Uh, what is it about camels and passing through the eye of a needle? Oh, no, though, something. Something like, something like that. Oh. <laughs> I, I understand they have got handholds in the, in the, uh, in, in the facilities. Every single there. outhouse. Yeah. Brace yourself. <laughs> yes, those yeah. words never were truer. Yeah. They give you a piece of leather to bite down on as well. They give you a back brace for Christ's sake. <laughs> I mean, imagining the kind of thing weightlifters have when they're lifting those sort of 200, yeah. <laughs> 200 pound, you know, uh, heavy. Oh, my goodness. One of those anti hernia belts. <laughs> oh, God. So, so yes, blue milk. Just, mm -hmm. just, yes. sit, just sip a tiny bit. Don't, don't have just much, have some, really. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Just, just very small quantities. Don't live mm. on it for a week because you, I mean you're gonna you're gonna hurt yourself. You're gonna blow a vessel in your forehead or something. Can I, can I ask? And you don't need to answer, but was it cannonball shaped when it came out? Oh God! Oh, <laughs> I refuse to comment. Thank you. Yes, that's probably for the best. <laughs> I, I understand that the pan of the toilet has to be made from the same stuff that nav beacons are made out of. You know, the Indestructium or whatever it is that it's made out of. Yeah. It's the, just the get one of those black boxes out of. <laughs> oh dear! It's got one of those spirally things on it. Remember the machine you used to drop a penny in, and it would wind round and round until it went down. It's one of those. Ding 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 Yeah, but oh dear, Amelia, the stuff we put you through to for, to do those and, those, and the uh, stuff you, we gonna... put through you. It's, it's, <laughs> well, also, <yes>. it's also <laughs> you don't have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we, but we, you know, maybe, I still maybe... might. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> maybe next week we'll have to send you to do some some alcohol sampling or something, or maybe go and try. I like alcohol. Yeah, uh, a bit of the Bast Snake Gin, maybe, or uh, you know, uh, a bit of Lavian brandy. Good alcohol. Have, have you tried the Lavian brandy yet for the show? Have you? Have I you have sampled? Not, no. no. We're talking, saving talking that for a Lave. special occasion. Yeah, talking, talking of Lave, by the way, um, Lave Radio on Tuesday evenings. Um, we uh, our sister station broadcasting from a system not so far away from Hutton Orbital, but an awful lot quicker to get to. Um, they obviously, we, we have fun with this one. They, they do the serious stuff. They, they, they talk about things in detail and, and yeah, analyze things and all sorts. But I, I do understand that they're going to be uh, taking apart that video frame by frame. <laughs> Doesn't Tuesday. mean their show makes any more sense than this one. No. no, no. But, yeah. but they do. I was just thinking, Hutton Radio and Lave Radio, the ugly sisters of the radio world. <laughs> yeah, if the glass slipper fits, no. Um, yeah. But no um, so so those, those, those of you listening, those of you watching, do tune in on a Tuesday evening. Um, obviously, Commanders uh, Aid Levice and uh, Phoenix to Fire and others will be presenting that one. I believe DJ Normsky sometimes also provides the um, tech duties on that one. And the, and the beats, duties. you know, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and and the tunes, and uh, but they will be dissecting all those videos, um, maybe in a slightly different manner to the way that Beetle Jude and uh, Commander Wotherspoon did. I mean, I I did mute the mic, and then I I may have accidentally unmuted it halfway through that, and I I just I giggled myself silly. I think there was Centauri Mega Gin coming out of my nose at one point. Oh, I'm just picturing those poor little school kids <laughs> witnessing those horrors. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, you know, th thanks and, very much to the two uh, of them. And the cute, the, the huge amount of effort that went. To into it, given the small amount of time he's had, the, the jokes like polyphemus, you'll have your eye out, you know. Oh, well, of course, all the names straight out, straight out of Homer's Odyssey, of course, mm. or the yes. Iliad at least, and the Odyssey. So, um, yeah, is that a clever fella? Is that Wotherspoon? Mm -hmm. And um, I'd love to hear the outtakes. You know, did Jude get the giggles this week at any point? Because Jude does often get the giggles. Um, Beetle Jude as well. If you haven't um, checked out Beetle Jude's art, Beetle Jude has a channel over on YouTube, obviously where we post this after the show as well. But um, Jude's got a channel over there as well, showing yep. a lot of the art that she does. Um, it was Gareth from uh, the Pilots Federation, his birthday today. So happy birthday to Gareth as well from, from Frontier. Um, and Jude actually um, drew him one of her wonderful art pieces as a birthday present, oh, which uh, she sent over to the offices as a, as a happy birthday to, to Gareth, who's been working hard uh, on Odyssey. Looks like an orange cobra. Yeah, what has he got written on oh, the side yes, of it? Oh, yes, I thought that, yes. It's got written, something written on the side of it. I oh, Commander Beetle Jude's in the chat as well, so everybody say hi to Beetle Jude and give a big thumbs up to Beetle Jude's channel. And there's a little Beetle Jude as well, it just appeared. Hi, Beetle Jude. Everybody, go Hello. go go and put a put a follower or a, you know subscribe on on that as well, so you can see when Beetlejuice does the art. They are beautiful. Uh, I mean, they're not always spaceships. Sometimes they're black holes, and sometimes they're um, uh, people's puppy dogs and co-pilots and all sorts. But I mean, just watching it, the interview with Flossie that we did last week is up there as well, I believe. Flossie, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, I see it there now. That was, and I really need to say thanks again to Commander Beetlejuice for that. Yeah, I mean, it was a great interview me, as well. I, I loved the way that your interview played over the top of it while Jude was drawing. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, Commander Beetlejuice says that the, the ship in the picture has got canaries on the side of it because he's a Norwich City fan. There you go. Ah, there you go. Oh. Yeah. So it's probably more yellow than orange, but mm. yeah. 
What I thought was amazing about that interview with Flossie was how fast Jude was drawing so that she finished when it, when Flossie stopped speaking. Amazing, is that? <laughs> and she typed it perfectly. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's what happens when you work with uh, Commander Wotherspoon all the time, you know, mm-hmm. just timing, timing, timing on that she comedy did, is, yeah. She did that when she was doing my one as well. She's like, I, I need you to speak for exactly two minutes and 13 seconds. <laughs> I was like, oh, but what if it goes to two minutes 14? And oh, you should have heard it. <laughs> did you learn new words? But, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't allowed to use them, though. <laughs> We, well, there there are rumours that we might be being joined um, over the next few weeks as well by a few guests too. Ooh. I can actually see um, the boss lady hiding in the stream chat here, who has been volunteered um, by by a, a dastardly partner in crime to potentially turn up on the show and um, do a little skit for us or uh, read us some of the news articles. Um, now we don't know whether boss lady was actually asked first or was just <laughs> shamelessly volunteered, but. Um, Yes, we, we we gratefully accepted and said yes. We'd love to have you along, um, and uh, so so yes, just name dropping randomly in there. Um, but yeah, so we're hoping they might be able to come and join us for a little bit of a sketch and news reading over the next few weeks as well. Um, Flossie, obviously, as you said on your community bit, mm-hmm. uh, people getting up to stuff should should drop us a line really and tell us what they're getting up to, so yes. that we can include not just what what they're going to be doing, but also what happened, who won, who lost, who blew up, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, if you want to get in touch with Hutton Orbital Radio and send over any of those kind of notices, Commander Chicks, where do they write to? Neils. There's an address. I'm sorry, I was oh, reading okay. something else. I was... Oh, that's okay. <laughs> well, I thought you were. That's, that's why. It's Andrew, what's I, could see, I could that, see you across the studio doing that. That was, that was his yeah. yes, dear. You've just said something. I didn't hear what it was, but Look, I'd better do an answer. It wouldn't be Hutton if I, I didn't pick on somebody randomly who wasn't paying attention. And I was actually wondering what this sticky stuff is on this chair. But um... <laughs> We told you before, that's Boxel well, chair. Oh, no, but I didn't believe you. So, anyway, so Flossie, go who's, on in I took part at huttonorbital.com. There you go. You're taking notes. Chicks, what was that one again? It doesn't I took part at huttonorbital.com. Yes, that is an email address. You can email us over there. What are we writing for? You're writing writing to tell Flossie about what the community's up to at the moment so Flossie can give you the plaudits you deserve. Yes, of course. Chicks is always writing to that address and he's just getting a bit lonely. (laughs) <laughs> well, the uh, chicks was well, writing all, all of these sort of. Oh, the, this is what I've written for my mm. uh, Wise O eight five five thing, and that, this is what it sounds like. And we were like, "Hey, yeah, it's good, it's good. Just, just, just play it. We'll, we'll play it. Whatever you do, we'll just play it." Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness, I've opened the uh, open goal there, haven't I, for that one? Mm. Are we going to have yeah. to start vetting these before they go out now? Mm. We never bothered before. What? Take them down <laughs> the vet and do what they do down there. <laughs> Well, it'll probably end up on the Galnet Food Digest dinner plate at some point if you do that. And and Amelia wouldn't appreciate that, would you, Amelia? (laughs) So, anyway, um, everybody, yeah, tune in to Lave on Tuesday. We're going to be back on Thursday next week, same time, same place, 2030 UTC. Um, And we hope we, we might have more news. We never know if the Pilots Federation can put something out, but we might have more news about the Frameshift Bandits. Remember, if you do see them, we have now got proof that they are armed and slightly dangerous, um, especially if you haven't got shields. So, uh, yeah, you know, just just turn the other way and walk away quietly while they get up to what they're up to. Other than that, um, it's been fairly... Amelia, what's the word? 
Seamless. Seamless this evening. But it remains for us to say only one more thing, other than thank you to all the listeners and thank you to the presenting team. Thank you, everybody. Um, it is... Um, for the, the mug! See you next week. never really mattered at all we're gonna take the cargo where it's needed today super cruising all across the milky way we'll take anything anytime anywhere loading up the teenagers to the brim with grace follow my follow my yeah you know just where we're coming from follow my follow my now everybody sing the hot and trucker song Seems to crash into the sun Swivel likes the pilot on the Xbox One Alvin at the front, you know he leads as well Trucking across the galaxy, now everybody yells Father Mark, Father Mark Yeah, you know just where we're coming from Father Mark, Father Mark Now everybody sing the hut and trucker song Father Mark, Father Mark Yeah, you know just where we're coming from Father Mark Sing the hood and drop the song That's the end of the show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off too? <laughs>